Hello and welcome to Body, Beauty, and Soul, brought to you by Capriceology.com. I'm your host, Master Herbalist, Iridologist, Wellness, and Empowerment Strategist, Caprice Butts, and I'm super excited about today's show. Now you may ask, what exactly is Capriceology? I'm glad you asked. We're a lifestyle and wellness brand that offers tips, tools, and strategies on how you can restore your body, renew your beauty, and revive your soul. Let's face it, we spend so much time taking care of everything and everyone else. For the next 30 minutes, I'm giving you permission to make it all about you. Let's get started on Body, Beauty, and Soul. It's all about you, 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 all about you, 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 to Body, Beauty, and Soul with Capriceology.com. I'm your host, Master Herbalist, Wellness, and Empowerment Coach, Caprice Butts, and I can't wait for you to meet my very special guest today. She's what I call a beauty and media superwoman. She's a celebrity makeup artist who's worked with everyone from Britney Spears to Oprah Winfrey. She's also the owner and executive producer of Buffalo Video Production and executive producer of Glamour for Grownups, and she's just getting started. She's also been called the star maker. So please join me in welcoming to Body, Beauty, and Soul, Catherine Lucas. Welcome, Catherine, to the show. Thank you so much. Your resume is quite extensive and incredibly impressive, from commercial and music video shoots to movie sets. Catherine, you've done it all. But in your own words, who is Catherine Lucas? Well, I'm a person who is creative, a person who is interested in making people feel better, a person who's interested in developing skills. And I think putting all of those together um, helps me to choose the beauty world as a reasonable platform. I love that. You know, when I think about all of the things that you have done, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, but where did your love for beauty begin? Well, the actual origin was when I was little. And my mother and father on Saturday nights used to go to uh, dance at the International Institute at Lithuanian Club. And so on Saturday nights, my mom would come and kiss us goodnight. And she wore Arpege perfume and Revlon fire and eye lipstick. And the combination of those two was so glamorous. I oh, my goodness. I not believe it. I yeah. can imagine. And it's those little things that we remember from our childhood that well, whether we realize it or not, it sets the tone of so many things throughout our entire life, you know? Tell me, how did that develop, though? You know, you started to uh, love beauty and appreciate beauty from a child's perspective, but how did the whole beauty career begin? Well, my mother was an artist, and so I, I always grew up knowing that I could hold a brush. You know, that was something <laughs> I was good at and that I liked. And then I went to school to become a teacher because I was interested in that also. But I also thought it would give me time on the summers to write the great American novel. Sadly, that hasn't happened yet. Stay tuned. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I taught for a year and then the program that I was teaching on was a federal grant and it dissolved. So I had to look around for something else. And I answered an ad to teach at a modeling school, figuring if I could teach poetry, I could teach pirouettes. Turns out that was true. And um, but what I was good at was makeup artistry, and it was fun, and most of the students were teenagers, and so this was their first foray into makeup, and they enjoyed it. And it was just, you know, just fun, but I, I knew there was more. And one day, accidentally, 
um, all of the teachers were assigned to answer the phone on, on different nights, and I was very resentful of it. And so I was sitting there in a bad mood, feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> 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 the phone rings, you know, thank you for calling Barbara's on, want to be a model or just look like one. And this lady said, um, is there anybody there who can do makeup for African-Americans? Why, yes, there is. I said, I'm the only person there that night, you know. Uh, so I packed up my kit and went to the address. And it turns out it was an episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And the featured person was Rick James, who is, as you know, uh, a Buffalo native. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That my first foray into celebrity makeup, you know. And where did that lead? Well, Rick was so good to us. My makeup partner, Mary Ellen Howe, and I. Um, he included us in every shoot, every video, every photo session. And this was in the old, old days, you know, when a, a photo session was a very big deal. And you, you, there were no cell phones, you know, you couldn't do it by yourself. And uh, we were always in cool studios. And he hooked us up with um, Eddie Murphy and the Mary Jane Girls and Val Young, all these other people that he was producing for and and who would sometimes just be at his house. So we got a lot of work through that. And at the, also, at the same time, we were trying to uh, work in Toronto in music videos because that was the format that I liked the most. And music video was just beginning in Toronto then. It was uh, through much music. And so, like, every famous early Canadian um, star you could think of, you know, Brian Adams, Rush, Katie Lang, they were, they were children. We were all kids, you know, and it, we just did it all together. And it was so much fun. Wow, that's amazing. Now, moving forward in that, you also started to think about developing your own makeup line. Where did that all begin and how did that start? Well, in, in those days, it was hard for us to find the kind of makeup we wanted because a lot of, of the music videos were special effects. There were fantastic scenes, you know, dream sequences. And so we used to go to um, Frank's basement and buy what later became MAC Cosmetics because it was called Makeup Artist Cosmetics. That's what MAC stands for. And so we could get some special effects thing. Like if there was a green screen, we could get chroma green and erase certain parts of people's bodies. And, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. And um, just the, you know, the producers that we met and working on um, the Toronto International Film Festival, which was also in its infantile self then. So we became favorites of various stars because of of our skills you know everybody likes people for different reasons wow i can imagine how much they loved you guys i mean your talent and creativity are second to none tell me a little bit about uh the development of beauty never sleeps which at that time was the name for your cosmetic line i love that yeah. title thank you um that actually was sort of our brand you know mary ellen and i spent an awful lot of time in the dark on sound stages you know waiting for people to sweat uh, that's the that's the glamorous portion of makeup world. <laughs> and uh, one day we were doing all these touch-ups after lunch, and I just, you know, we were horrified by how messy people had been with their lipstick. And I just looked over at Mary Ellen and I said, "Well, you know, beauty never sleeps." And we laughed about it. And we thought it was funny, and but it, it sort of resonated with us because you know, beauty is so much more than makeup. It's so much more than skincare. It's how you feel about yourself, how you project yourself to the world. And and so it sort of became our byline. And then when we had the opportunity to work with Brian Bailey, who's a designer in Toronto, um, he wanted a makeup line that would be complementary to his fashion. Um, we contacted an old friend of mine, uh, Gerald Poyer, who's a cosmetic chemist who has designed makeup for 
oh, just for everybody, you know, for Trish McAvoy, for um, Estee Lauder, and, and he did his private, his own private label. So he concocted a very highly pigmented mineral-based makeup with no parabens, no phthalates, um, no mineral oil, just pure pigment. And you've used it yourself, Capri, so you know what a lovely finish it has. Wonderful. I love it. Yes. And so this was baked powder long before Laura Geller thought about baked powder, you know, <laughs> and it was great. But it turns out a private label is a big, big challenge and requires a lot of money. And while we did have a very generous investor, we just never made money with it. It was mm -hmm. tough. But, we, you know, we got this great product. We got the pleasure of designing things. I got my lifelong dream of Mary, of naming two lipsticks, Scarlett O'Hara and Red Butler. <laughs> Yeah, so I got that, you know. Exactly what I mean by your clever little, uh, not only anecdotes, but you're just so incredibly clever and creative, and I love that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your media uh, career and what you've done. They call you the star maker. We've we, we got to hear all Thank about you. that. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about that and then we'll move on into a little bit more of your celebrity stories. Do you want a healthy body? Well, it first begins with a healthy gut. That's right, guys. Everything starts with your stomach, a healthy immune system, energy levels, even good mental health, and so much more. Do you know that your colon has on average 10 to 20 pounds of uneliminated waste in it at all times? In fact, if you eat three meals a day, you should eliminate three times a day. Good news, the Caprisology Elimination Diet can help you get back on track. It includes a healthy gut symptom chart, recipe bundle, and delicious snack guide. Learn more at caprisology.com, subscribe, and get 10% off. Welcome back to Body, Beauty, and Soul. I'm your host, wellness and empowerment coach, Caprice Butts. And we're here with celebrity makeup artist and media executive, Catherine Lucas. Now, Catherine, in addition to your very colorful beauty career, you're also the owner and executive producer at Buffalo Video Productions. In fact, some call you the star maker. Tell us about that. Well, thank you for noting that I am indeed a star maker. You are a star um, maker. <laughs> some of it was just my desire to do something else, you know, Television and movie production is so interesting and there's so many facets, but in a, a smaller market like Buffalo, people can be multitasking. And so in all the time that I spent in the dark, I was thinking, well, I would like to do something else. And I looked at what the director does, who much to my surprise was the biggest deal. I always thought it was the stars, you know, so I figured, well, I can't be a director. I don't have those technical skills. But then I noticed the producers, why they told people when to come, they bought them lunch, they chose their clothing. And I thought, I'm a mother, I have those skills. So uh, <laughs> I, I moved every day. Yeah, I do that all the time. So I moved over to that. And, and you know, again, my life has been um, a, a life of serendipity, where old connections and old friends that I have maintained, just crop up at opportune times. So a friend of mine who had worked here, um, was in California and she was the executive in charge of the amazing race. So she called me up one day and I'm sitting there minding my own business. Well, kind of. And she calls me up and says, Hey, would you do location scouting for the amazing race? Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'd never done location scouting, but I did know Western New York very well. And this was the season you might remember where they had families. Uh -huh. And so they were going to end up at Niagara Falls. And um, I made a couple of mistakes. Like I wanted to do this one, seen one of the final scenes at Terrapin Point, Niagara Falls. And um, the producer that I was with said, 
Well, look over across the river. What do you see? Canada. Yeah, but what's there? Hotels. Well, who could be in any of those hotel rooms? People. He goes, yeah, people calling with insider information on who the final characters were going to be because it turns out there's a big betting industry about the outcome of reality TV. Well, who knew? So um, we didn't end up doing that. We, we went to a more secluded place, but, but that was tremendously fun. And it gave me the opportunity to meet a whole bunch of other people. And, you know, one thing led to another. And then a friend of mine that I was working for as a producer decided to sell his business and he sold it to me. And wow. uh, I've been doing video production since then with the opportunity to do something so close to my heart. One of the biggest things we do are patient education films for cancer patients, mm-hmm. helping them to go home and, and be safe and successfully recover from their treatment. And that is such a great thing. I mean, it's not that we don't do car commercials. Of course we do. But, mm-hmm. you know, to do something so meaningful and so helpful and in some cases life-saving. And now you're back into the beauty industry as executive producer for Glamour for Grownups. Was it an easy transition from media back to beauty or was it a synonymous transition? Well, I've always done makeup because I like it and because I'm good at it. And and because I could save money not having to hire a separate makeup artist on my own set. But uh, besides that, I think um, the reason I call this portion of my business Glamour for Grownups is because I truly believe anybody can be glamorous. Maybe not everybody can be beautiful or pretty or cute, but glamour, yeah, we all have access to that. And I find the older I get, the more interesting and personal my interpretation of glamour is for myself. And so I assume that's the same thing for my clients. You know, I think I think most women do not look into themselves to realize how beautiful they really are. You know, we're as a culture, we're sort of groomed to be self-effacing and and be unreasonably humble. You know, like I'm my mother's sister lived in Memphis and, and she told me the secret to Southern compliments. You know, somebody will say, oh, what a beautiful dress. And you say, well, thank you for saying so. You know, they're, so both of you feel better, the person receiving Absolutely. and the person giving, as opposed to, oh, this old thing, I got it at, you know, Salvation Army for 10 bucks. I love that. And that will be another thing that I steal from you. <laughs> thank you for saying <laughs> When it comes to um, glamour for grownups, I think it's great to have a community of women who really want to be um, intentional about being glamorous at any age of our lives. You have to be intentional. But I also disagree with the name anti-aging because I'm Um, grateful to be alive. So I call it pro-aging, you know? And I don't think, like, I'm never going to look the way I looked when I was 18, (laughs) which probably (laughs) is good because, you know, it was the 80s. But um, (laughs) I don't want... Uh, I don't want anybody to think that they can't be their glamour selves. Like I have a group of women, my friends, we call ourselves without apology, the Glamazons. And, you know, we tromp into places and show off and carry on and horrify, you know, men sitting alone at bars. But um, the fact is anybody can be a Glamazon, but he can be glamorous. Anybody can be their best selves. And makeup is just a tool. It's, and makeup application is just a technique. So I exactly. teach you that. It really begins with your mindset and your attitude. Listen, when we come back, I want to delve into the secrets behind your career. 
the wonderful people that you've had a chance to work with and any of the little stories that you'd like to share and some of the things that you're doing now as it relates to the product partnerships that you've developed. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Catherine Lucas. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Learn how to restore your peace of mind with the Capriceology Reduce Your Stress Program. This 15-day program comes right to your phone with daily tips on how to naturally stay balanced and focused. And if you're looking for great tips on how to get well and stay well, subscribe to the Capriceology Start Healthy magazine. Discover health the way God intended with Capriceology.com. Welcome back to Body, Beauty, and Soul. We are talking to celebrity makeup artist and media maven, Catherine Lucas, thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. This has been so good. I mean, the people that you have worked with, Britney Spears, um, Mandy Moore, Rick James, Oprah Winfrey. Spots. Hey, you are one of the only people I will allow to touch <laughs> my face on special occasions. And I have always said that you have done an amazing, I mean, we've known each other for well over 25 years. And anytime I needed a television, to be on television or something really special, uh, personal celebrations, concerts. You were the one that I called, but I'm not Oprah Winfrey and I'm not Britney Spears. <laughs> so tell us who of all of the people that you've worked with, tell us a little bit about some of your clients and some of the things that you've taken away from those experiences. Well, you know, because I've been doing this for so, so long, I have a big roster of celebrity clients, but, um, because I live in Buffalo, New York, I would primarily do people who came to Buffalo or Toronto or New York. That was where I went earlier in our careers. My makeup partner wanted us to move to Los Angeles, but I was married and I had a baby. And while my husband was fine, if I had to you know, zip off for a couple of weeks to work on a film, I didn't want to put the baby on the floor. You know, mommy will be back in March. So <laughs> I, I didn't go with her. So she went to um, LA and she was fabulously successful then. So I've been here and have had the opportunity to meet all kinds of interesting people. And, you know, of course, as I mentioned, Rick James really helped us a lot in our careers early on because he just was so generous and introduced us to everybody. But um, let me see. Well, actually, my very favorite celebrity I ever, ever worked on was Joan Rivers. And, you know, she had the reputation for being a nasty comedian, you know, and she would say all sorts of sharp things. But as a person, she was lovely and generous. I mean, she even trusted me with her dog. You know, and every time she would, after I met her the first time, um, every time she'd be in town, she would send me tickets and we wow. would be invited to the backstage party. And when we first met, she said, well, where are you from? I said, oh, Buffalo. And she goes, well, no, but where really? So, well, North Tonawanda. She goes, so I had her first job. <laughs> she used to come to Melody Fair, which was a theater in the round and the celebrity the stars would be there for a week. And Melissa was little and Lou Fisher allowed her to sell the programs. And keep one dollar for each program that she saw. Oh, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, That's so, so sweet. That was her first job. You know, sweet things like that. Ethan Hawke would always he he hated makeup. He didn't want it on, and so I would cooperate with that. But because he swore he wouldn't sweat, and he didn't. And then he would show me pictures of his children, and it was fun to see them over the years. You know, from babies to you know now they're grown, successful women. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Tell me about your experience with Vanessa Williams, Oprah Winfrey. Even I hear you have a very interesting Britney Spears story. <laughs> yeah, well, Oprah, I only did her makeup one time, and it was when she came to Buffalo because she had just become syndicated. And I was doing her makeup, and she was, you know, she was very generous to me. Um, 
but all the young reporters and, and news personalities were hanging around outside the, the room. And she said, look what's happening here, girls. I'm having my makeup done. That's how you know you've made it. <laughs> so those poor ladies had to do it themselves unless it was a special right, event. Right. Yeah. That's so great. Um, well, I do have an interesting Britney Spears story. And it's, in retrospect, it's more insightful than it was at the time. I was working for MTV and they were following her for a weekend. and the show her concert happened to be um happening at Darien Lake outside of Buffalo and on my way in um I noticed all these little girls and their moms waiting in line for tickets I mean little girls like you know six years old all sparkly so I go in and they were interviewing her and one the reporter said well when is your next concert and she didn't know she had to check with the concert person when is your next cd coming out she didn't know she had to check with the cd person and she was 16 years old she was by herself you know, and it was, you know, so I felt bad, you know, here she's a kid. And uh, so when I was alone with her in the makeup room, I said to her, I'm trying to be helpful here. You know, Brittany, you could change your name and influence all of your young fans. How? She said, I said, you could change your name to Broccoli Spears. And then every time they thought of you, they'd think strive for five. You could make the world a healthier place. <laughs> and so this 16 year old star looks at me and says, ew. <laughs> Left the room and I had to chase her around the hotel for the next two days to try and pin her down to some lip gloss. And oh, yeah. It didn't work as well it. as I'd hoped. I can see it down. Broccoli Spears. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Think of so, it. So funny. Yep. I could I could see tie-ins with supermarkets. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Wow. What about um, people who maybe just one-time experiences, but maybe they had something nice to say about uh, the city or what you've done? Uh, any Anyone oh. like Sure. I have a Secret Service clearance, so I can do um, presidential um, candidates and, and the president. And the Secret Service guys used to like it when I would show up because they knew me and they'd already done a background check and they knew it by running um, license plates. I didn't know any of this stuff. So one day, I was doing Hillary Clinton's makeup and there's a secret service man who stays in the makeup room with us and one right outside the door, you know, they're talking into their, into their phones. And the guy paused through my makeup kit and he takes away my pencil sharpener, my scissors, my sharp pencils and my teasing brush. And I mean, if I'm going to kill somebody with a rat tail comb, it's pretty unlikely (laughs) I'm going to do it right in front of the secret service guy, you know, (laughs) I get this. (laughs) thinking, well, okay, this is weird. So a couple weeks later, I was in a prison um, doing makeup for a prisoner who, remember Amy Fisher? Yes. Yeah, so she was uh, mm-hmm. prison. So she was uh, a great darling of tabloids at the time. So I'm in there and I, I go to the prison, which is a horrifying situation. You know, when you hear those doors slam behind you, it's very mm-hmm. unsettling. And a guard goes through my kit. And what does he take away? My scissors, my pencil sharpener, the same exact things they oh, the service took from me. So I had to make do. Yeah. Wow. That was that was an interesting parallel, though. You know, I can imagine. Yeah. Protection. There's this one man. Yeah. I think Steve Forbes was his name and he was running for president and he was he was Malcolm Forbes son. So mm-hmm. he was, you know, a well positioned guy. And I was doing his makeup and he wasn't a particularly good looking guy, he was a regular looking guy. And he said, could you do me a huge favor? Could you do makeup for my daughters? He had two little girls. They were like 13 and 14 because it would mean so much to them. And I liked him so much for that, you know, because wow. what a sweet dad. Absolutely. That's and, so and those, those little insights. You know, I mean, celebrities are regular people, of course, 
But, you know, those little tiny human insights just make an otherwise ridiculous activity fun. Absolutely. That's so good. I am thoroughly enjoying our conversation. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing now as it relates to makeup and cosmetics. I understand you have a very great partnership that you started. I do. I decided, I mean, I'm I'm something of a self-proclaimed expert on skincare and makeup, you know, and I, I look at every line and for over the years I've bought all kinds of stuff. And because Mary Ellen and I were makeup artists, uh, different companies would send us things to try and, you know, with great discounts. But actually I decided to sell Mary Kay because it is such a fabulously transparent company. Like if there's any ingredient you want to know about, you can look it up on their website. It's easy to maneuver, it's reasonably priced, and I get great results. And the thing is, the best makeup in the world doesn't help you if you don't take care of your skin. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us. Listen, as a woman of faith, I'm sure you can share so many stories of inspiration. Well, for years, I was um, a Lutheran Sunday school teacher. And I would always have middle schoolers because the other teachers thought they were difficult. The kind of kid who comes to Sunday school is not difficult, you know? Exactly. And, and the thing that I would always emphasize to them is not the verse of Jesus saying, as you do for these, you do for me. But more importantly, the next verse, which is, as you do not do for these, you do not do for me. Because I think that's a huge message for all of us. If we are not extending ourselves to help people who are in crisis or who need comfort or who need even just simple compassion and understanding, then we are not being our best selves. And if you want to be beautiful, you need to be beautiful, truly, corny as it is, from the inside out. And so if you are feeling bad about yourself, do something for someone else. It is the most uplifting activity in the world. I love that. I totally agree. You know, sometimes we can be so focused on what's happening in our world. And I really believe that's how the enemy wants us to be so engulfed with what's happening in our world that we are blind to what's happening to our neighbor. And oftentimes we want to change the world, but we don't even know our neighbor's name. How can I change the world and, you know, have a global ministry or a global business? And I don't know my neighbor's name. Sometimes blessing someone else is just a matter of going out, stepping out your door and knocking on someone's door and say, hey, how can I help you? Or smiling at someone uh, when you know that they need to be uplifted or taking the chance to, you know, if someone's actually asking for money on the street, not being afraid to roll down the window and say, here, God bless you. It's those little things that really mean a lot, but not only do they mean a lot to that person, but they also mean a lot to God because we are his hands, we are his eyes, we are his feet. We are really uh, the tools that he's using to change this world in very critical, critical times. Um, Catherine, I really wanna thank you so much for being a part of our show today. But the question is this, you have you have done it all in beauty and, and makeup with and cosmetics with even your own skincare line and now working with Mary Kay. What three tips would you give to someone as it relates to making them feel beautiful right away? If they need a really great face really quickly, what can they do? What three tips and what three products would you recommend? Okay, the very first thing. Wash your face with a gentle cleanser. I mean, of course, I recommend Mary Kay, but there's all kinds of ones that you can use. And then get a bottle of Milk of Magnesia and put a thin coat of Milk of Magnesia on your face, neck, the backs of your hands and your chest. Let it dry for, for 10 minutes or so. Remove it with a warm washcloth. 
And then while your skin is still damp, put on moisturizer. You're thinking milk of magnesia, shouldn't I be drinking that? Well, I mean, you can depending on your issues, but if you use it on your face, uh, milk of magnesia is magnesium sulfate and it's a chemical and a physical exfoliant. It will refresh your skin immediately. And it's like an Epsom salt bath. That's the same product. You know how, how that's good for everything. And you, you will just be amazed. In fact, when I do a class, oftentimes I'll have people put it on the back of one hand and then I jibber jabber for a while, have them remove it and then hold their hands together. They're astonished. They're amazed. Oh. But I would do that. And then as far as makeup goes, there's two things. I think everybody should use an eyeliner and mascara and it can be as modest as you like. But that just opens up your eyes. And, you know, your eyes are so important when dealing with other people and some type of lip color because it helps your smile. And so those are the two things that people respond best to, that you're looking at them and that you're smiling at them. And those those products help enhance that. Wow. Thank you so much. This has been absolutely amazing speaking with you. How can we stay in touch with you? How can our listeners reach out to you for products, for tools, for tips? How can we stay connected to, to Catherine Lucas? Well, you can stop over for tea, I suppose, but you can go to my <laughs> website, glamourforgrownups.com. Glamour for grownups. It's all one word. Uh, you can look at my Facebook site, Glamour for Grownups, obviously, and drop me a line. Tell me what you need. Um, book a party, have a facial, have a spa day with your friends. All of those things can happen and we'll all be more beautiful for it. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us today. This has been absolutely amazing. Listen, guys, if you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to connect with Catherine and like, share, and follow us on all social media platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to the Body, Beauty, and Soul podcast. And whatever you do, remember to take time out for you. It's all about you. you.